It's the Black Swarm Podcast, baby. We're raw. And welcome to a McKinley Week special and nicest episode yet of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell. And tonight we got a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, my father himself, Midge Piper. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Hey, man. This we waited for last nine weeks. Yes, sir. McKinley Week. Sir. So, before we get into McKinley Week, we didn't have an official game last week, but we did have a little JV showcase against Canada. Uh, I think we all caught a little bit of it, so just real quick real quick recap, what do we think of the game? Yeah, I didn't watch it. You were there. I didn't watch it. Not a lick? No. I mean, I had a. I was there. I was in the background. I mean, their offense didn't do anything against us. We went down, scored some touchdowns. Somebody had a really nice diving one-handed catch. Love to shot him out, but I don't know who it was. Good enough. Uh, Dad, what do you got? Well, you sent me that, whatever that was on my phone, mm-hmm. to stream it. Yep. Couldn't make so it to the I, game. I put it right there by the computer and sat there and watched the whole game. Any thoughts? I mean, getting to see, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a JV game, but still getting to see some um, future You tires. know what? I, I probably wish I would have went. Yeah? Well, I got the program out and... It just felt so good doing all that, and and I like looking. It's just like the first, second game of the year. You know, you just got to get the kids' names to the numbers and see who's good, who isn't, and you know, usually it's yeah. I didn't even think just, of that. Just get into it, you know. Week nine, just like uh, week one all over again, trying to learn who these kids are. Um, I'm in sideliners, and it, my my kid junior. Steve Hogan, it was cool getting him to see some playing time out there. I felt like I imagine that's what a parent feels like. I kind of I wasn't so much watching the game as I was just like watching him play when he was out there. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, Canada, they didn't look like they wanted to be there at all, much less play the sport of football. Um, and kids look good, you know, 35 to 8. I don't have much much else to say about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, McKinley Week's here, baby. Uh, first real home McKinley game since 2018. You know, we talked about that before, but coming out of the COVID stuff, it's it feels like a real season again. You know, I think all the pretty much all the restrictions are gone. Um, I'm just it's finally here, especially after missing last year's McKinley. It's finally here. It's Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, today is, uh, as we're recording, it's Sunday. So, first day of getting into the McKinley week. And, uh, you know, it's just going to keep building upon itself throughout the week, the more and more activities that go on. But um, I, I'm excited for it. I'm trying to keep myself from getting overstimulated too early in the week. Uh, you know, we've been thinking about it all last week as well. So, 
uh one day at a time but yeah it's finally here well you wasn't the only one thinking that you know <laughs> i mean it was just do you ever have like what was your worst nightmare was it you know fictional yeah something close to being real but you know when you're having it it's in color did you ever have anything like that yeah probably something close to like just straight out of a horror movie but okay you know in the dream it feels real horror movie uh i guess so i mean not like one specific thing but like a recurring concept i guess that recurring this is i get this about once every 10 years and i don't know why but i start dreaming masson's all lit up it's two o'clock kickoff just started and it's my senior year and i'm stuck in traffic (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like you can watch the seconds tick and you know you gotta be there and you ain't (laughs) and you ain't got no excuse i'm always late for everything you know so here we go and it was like unbelievable man i i wake up in the third quarter and i'm not even there i'm climbing a tree to see if i can (laughs) see over the stadium and shit and sweating and then when you wake up your your bed soaked you you didn't piss it (laughs) but your bed soaked and it's just like you get the biggest smile because it was only a dream (laughs) i actually did have a dream like that before like just i'm you're sitting in the stands watching the game and it's like oh shit like i need to be out there oh god where's my shoulder pads where's my helmet where's this where's that that's the same thing and then at least for me wake up like well, I would have been on the sidelines anyway, so. I guess, like, my closest thing to that, and this does happen, if, I, if I'm if i thinking about, like, football a lot, um, like, before I go to sleep, or something big going on, like, this would be the week that it would happen, I'll have a dream that I'm playing again. And, like, I'm super comfortable out there, like, getting ready for everything. And then I'll go out, like, to run a play, and they'll say the play, and I'm like, I, I don't know that play. Or it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And I start asking everybody around. And then it like it hits me that I don't know any of the plays. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yeah. it's, it's a dream. It's my it's first it's day. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> really, though, it's like I'm super comfortable. You know, I feel like, you know, yeah. like the same mindset I'd have now. If I'm going out and playing like some recreational game, like just not nervous at all, ready to go. And then they say a play. And I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah, I don't know any of the plays. This is going to be weird. All right, well, what do I do? Let's go figure it out. <laughs> but that does happen to me every now and then. I'll go out there to play some football, and I don't know any of the plays because it's my first day. Yeah, that's just, you know, it's this time of year. We got Maslin on the brain, baby. Um, I, You've been doing this for a long time, Dad. Is it still that same excitement every year? Does it ever, like wane off or is it just like it rolls around year after year and it's christmas it's it's ready to go what does my face look like well for those of us listening uh he looked like i just asked the dumbest question in the world which kind of was my point wanted to tee him up a little bit see if he had anything to say to it but Uh, you know it's it's 
it's the same thing every year. You know, you're you get pumped up for these kids, and you know, and now they went nine weeks. Now they're men, especially the seniors. That's you know. I don't know how anybody else and how they play or whatever, but, you know, my junior year wasn't nothing like my senior year. You know, coming back, you beat them, you know, when you was a sophomore, and I was on the sophomore team, had nothing to do with the varsity. But then you play your junior year, you go over there and get your ass kicked 20, 21 to nothing. And then, you know, now coming into your senior year you know how bad it was your junior year hell i didn't even go to school the next day which was been that monday you know we all wrote the names down i called them up and said hey we ain't coming in we was embarrassed but you know then your senior year you go out and you're you know you're you're an underdog you know some people say 19 i think it was like 19 points the day of the game, we was the underdog. Beginning of the week, we was 27-point underdogs. And it was, we didn't even look at that. Also, we knew we had that first-year coach, and all he said was, well, guys, I never been here, and this ain't been the best season, so you guys are on your own. I'll teach you the plays. That's and what he said to you? That's what he said to all of us. Jesus. And we get get the captains up there. We're going to do this. And it was a it was a wild week of practice. Fights broke out, you know, name calling. It was it was it was different. But then when we came into Saturday, it was like a whole different ball game. We're ready to go bam bam bam. We get the opening kickoff. Three plays later, we fumbled the ball on our 34. Well, if you remember, I think that's where the game ended up, where we threw the bomb to win it on the 34. So, you know, it was just one of those, damn, I'm starting to sweat. Let me get a <laughs> sip of this beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel the same I do every year. Not like that, but I feel the same every year for these kids because this is when they turn into men. That's what I'm trying to say. You get through a McKinley game, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, you're a man. <laughs> you're nothing else. I mean, it's, it's – if you didn't get to play or if you did, it's being ready. And that was the whole thing. If you're there and ready to go, that's what it's all about. You know, you're getting yourself psyched up. And if if a call comes, you're there. You're there. So, damn, my nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, senior year, going into it, I know you. we talked about it a lot. Y'all had... Big expectations for the team, return a lot of guys, injuries happen, new coach, shit, shit goes south in the worst way possible, come into the McKinley game 5-4. of four. Junior year. I thought we agreed not to say no records. 
Uh, it helps the story. Yeah, right. just building the story. Your junior year, you guys came in nine and zero or eight zero and one. Eight zero and one. Eight zero and one. So come into the game undefeated. Yeah. And you guys are favored, right? Like you're supposed to blow them out of the water. Yeah. What were those two McKinley games like? The first one coming in as the favorite. The second one coming in as the odds-on underdog. You know what? I don't think really it, it affects the kids. You know, the coaches get you in a spot to where, you know, hey, this is what I can do for you. This is all I'm teaching you. You know, I hope you get it all. And and then, bam, you know, here's kickoff. And it's like um, – it's like everything started to fall apart. We we had uh, this still haunts me to this day about we had a safety and now we got to punt to him. Well, when you punt, isn't that similar to a kickoff? After it goes ten yards, it's a free ball. I think that operation after the safety's about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we was taught never pick up a dead ball. Because if it ain't dead yet, they don't blow the whistle. You go to pick it up. You don't get it. You fumble it. They got access to the ball. And I'll never forget. I'm standing around. We're looking at the ball. And it's dead. And the referees look at us and then blew the whistle. McKinley's ball right there. Anybody, any one of us could have picked it up and took yeah. off running, you know. And just just like that and, you know, like the safety, um, like the first play of the game was a power pitch pass. They intercepted it. Yeah. You know, and you always get, oh, they knew the first play. Yeah, right. You know, it's if they did, they did. So what? You still got to execute it, you know. And it's just – Damn, where was we at on that? <laughs> so coming in as yeah. the favorites versus the underdogs. Okay, now coming in as the favorites, um, we didn't let that we didn't let that bother us at all. That was one of those things that where you know who gives a shit, you know, because we was the favorite the year before, and you know here these guys come in, they're undefeated. I think they're number two in the country. Number one in the state, and they was you know nine and zero, and they was whooping everybody, and they had a they had a good team, and you know, at the end, when we beat them, their captains came in our locker room and congratulated us. It had been no way in hell I would ever been one of them guys, <laughs> never. I don't like red anyhow, so. But, you know, I think these kids, that's why I said my junior year, I was like a boy. I'm not going to school because we got beat. And then my senior year, we had these T-shirts somebody made up. Let's go home. So we went home again <laughs> <laughs> after the rally. But yeah, it was um your senior year you gotta you gotta your senior year I think you're you're different than you are any other time. Mm-hmm.
you know, but been there, done that, kind of know how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because this is your last crack at them, you know, and it's hey, you're you got to be ready to go, and by having. You know, I don't know what the coaches do. They do whatever they want, you know. But if it was me, I'd have been practicing for two weeks for McKinley. That actually leads me into my next question. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. It's been a talking point on here the last couple of weeks about the bye week. And, you know, having the JV kids play for Canada, against Canada. But basically, you got two weeks going into McKinley with a bye before that for the varsity. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that? Would you have liked that as a player, what, as a fan, as wow. if you were coaching it? You know, What's your opinion on the bye going into McKinley week? I like the idea about the reserves playing. But the thing always was, it was, you know, if you're going to play, play on Friday night and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's what I think it is. But, you know, the thing that bothered me on this streaming, mm-hmm. there's nobody in the stands. Yeah. And, you know, it was like these kids get to play. I, I don't even know what the home side looked like. I didn't see no cameras, you know, showing the home side. But, hey, you know what? It's massive football. Pass the football. Yep. Rob, you got anything? Look like you're pondering something over there. Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, we talked about how having that bye week, you know, good or bad. Um, I think we've all been under the consensus of having a regular game would have been better. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool for uh, the JVs to get a night under the lights on a Friday. Uh, it probably just feels a little bit different. They have the tunnel uh going they had the band going all of that so it felt like a real game it wasn't a huge crowd which is kind of expected for it but uh i mean i guess if you're not going to have a varsity game like you might as well have the jvs get that experience you know so uh probably a cool little experience for that but uh i mean you you probably could have had that with a lesser opponent almost anyway but you know Good for them to go out there and work through top to bottom of the roster and get some more kids out there, some visibility on a Friday night. And they did stream it, so if you weren't able to go, you could watch it. You know, relatives, people out of state could watch it. So uh, that's a cool aspect. But yeah, you got to get everybody you know back into gear now for McKinley Week. You know, when um, back in the All American Conference, you had. Warren, Niles, Studentville, McKinley, Alliance. You had teams, and we always played Alliance in the ninth week. And when the ninth week came, no matter how good Maslin was, Alliance gave us the better game of the nine-week schedule. And... After that, it don't make no difference. It was the 70 team, the 71 team. Alliance always gave us the better game. And Alliance, their record was always like one and nine. I don't even think I ever saw two and seven or two and eight, you know. (laughs) But the thing was with um, 
that, it's I think all the coaches, they always look around the corner and we can get a couple extra days practicing against McKinley in that ninth week. You know, so, and I think that's, and it, it does, it does help. <laughs> it, it, it really does, because you need them extra days, you know. I mean, it's all dependent on how smart your team is, how good they are, and, and you know, how they can take stuff quick or whatever. But, but I've seen Maslin play big games on their ninth game, and these kids play their ass off for that for that McKinley game because they're out there and you know you get beat up the week before you're not going to be the same that 10th week I don't care it's I seen it and it's it's boy I just you know these kids that go through it like I said they're men when they get in a situation you play that McKinley game you're man you know so that's about all I can say. Yeah, um, I think it was 2017 after the like 13 to seven punt fest against St. V. It seemed like kind of an you know unsaid understanding that we're gonna take it a little bit easier week nine, and I think that has shown and helped out because 2015 is the last time we lost to McKinley. 2016 and on. Masson's won. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. That was the that was the helicopter play, wasn't it? Yeah. Last game in Fawcett Stadium. Um Wow. Have you seen any kind of dominant stretch like this by either side in all the years you've been watching, playing. You hear shit talking that they wish they was like that, but it, it's it's not. No, no. And, you know, it's... Um, I remember back in 76, we had a couple McKinley players playing on our flag football team. And I'll never forget. One would say... You'll never beat us again because we're going to join all the schools together (laughs) and we're going to kick your ass inside and out every year. And it's like, you know what? Make sure you're at that game because I'll be there. Come looking for me. I'll be on the 44-yard line, row F. It don't make no difference. Just come on. I'll be right there. I'll save you a seat. Well, I never seen one of them guys ever come over and sit down because – we beat them in a row, couple games in a row. And the games we lost, I think it might be like a 7-3. to three. They was close games. They was close games. But, nah, they're canting. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year's McKinley team, you know, come out of the gate. Rough, I think, would be a kind word for it. 0-4. But they've been on a heater since. 5-0. and You know, ran through the la- the second half of their schedule. The Fed. What, what was the old saying? They didn't play nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? Hey, we said it one year. I'll never forget that. What year was that? 
Um, I want to. I know it was over there. I think it was 2005. We was nine and zero going into the tenth game. They was nine and zero going into the tenth game. the The question came up was Maslin beat Saint Ignatius that year, and a couple other teams, but they was undefeated. But McKinley didn't play nobody, so the big thing was McKinley didn't play nobody. That's why they're undefeated. So I'll never forget leaving the stadium. I'm walking up one of these alleys with a bunch of Maslin people. Here come these <coughs> three uh, brothers from McKinley jogging. And they see all these Maslin people leaving the game. We all got our mouths shut, our heads down, and walking up the alley. And all of a sudden, these three brothers are jogging. And they go, yeah. We still ain't played nobody. And then all of a sudden, I look over. I see this one kid starting to make a move like, hey, you know, watch your mouth or whatever it was. And the dad grabbed him on his shoulder and says, hey, this is theirs. They earned this. We'll see him again. And we did. We saw him again and beat him. But... That that sticks that sticks out in my mind and oh Mr. Tom Rivera, I remember that one. I got a I got a similar story, Rob. You and I talked about this off air last week. Twenty fifteen, right after the helicopter touchdown, sitting over. You know everybody's all on the same side because they tore down the away side stands already, and this older guy just piss drunk is going up and down the Maslin side yelling T-I-G T-I-G just being an asshole and I'm like alright all right, you want to play we're going to play I start yelling back at him E-R-S and he he hears me sees me he's, and we start screaming back and forth he walks over he, he starts getting up in my face and I'm in his just yeah, and we're yelling back and forth T-I-G E-R-S and all this and uh, you know I'm not going to make a move first but I'm ready if he does and a couple of guys come over and collect him and walk his ass away. And I look up, and all I see, and the only guy standing up, just looking down, beaming at us, is you. You're like 10 rows up, standing up, watch the whole thing. I don't even know if you remember this or not, but I'm like, McKinley game? Yep. Nope. <laughs> that answers that. I'm like, damn. Well. So, yeah, Rob, do you have any? Uh, I mean, not anything like that, no. Uh, there was a security guard at McKinley that I got into a little thing with, but that same game. Uh, 2005, huh? 2015. Oh, I was talking about 2005. No, that story's from 15. Yeah. But, Boston. Okay. Um, yeah, there was... I was walking to like the concession stand or I, I ran back out to one of our vehicles. We had an, had an extra ticket that hasn't been used yet so I could get back in. And I ran into somebody I know that I haven't seen in a while right above the, right above the end zone because you know, that's the only place we could sit really. And I was just talking to a buddy 
And the security guard, you know, these hired help, because that's all they have over in Canton is they got to outsource everything. They don't have volunteers for anything. So some security <laughs> guard just comes over. He's like, hey, you, like, you guys can't stand here. And I was looking at him. I was like, what? Like, hey, you can't stand here. Go find a seat. And I'm like, there's literally 60 people standing around, leaning up against the rail watching the game from up there on that it's not a pavilion but large walkway and i was like what are you talking about like what, what why can't i stand here everybody else is standing here like what's your problem like he came out of his way to walk up and say that to me and it was like all masculine people too so it wasn't like he singled me out for being a ma- i don't i don't know what his issue was but i got into it with him went to get something out of the car came back and i was like all right you know like cooler heads Went to say something to him. He's just like actively looking away from me as I'm talking to him. And I was just like, yeah. So I let him have a few choice words and I went back to my seat. But that's about the closest thing that I have to a story like that. But yeah, it's amazing that they get these big games and the state championship games when the Hall of Fame doesn't want them for starters. And they have nobody to run anything over there. They have to hire volunteers that don't know what they're doing. Or Maslin has to send people over there to help them. Back when the state championships used to be half here, half at Fawcett, Maslin people would work the games here and then drive over to Canton, work the games there, come you know back and forth. Because Canton just, they don't have the people to do it. They don't have enough people over there. So that's like these Maslin McKinley games. They get these random people. I remember the first year when it was Benson, we go over there. And they had all those issues because they printed tickets that don't exist. So people were trying to find their seats that there are no seats. It's like, where's section five, you know, LL? And they're like, oh, yeah, that literally doesn't exist. There is no. He's like, well, I'm holding a ticket that says it does. But you're trying to ask people where to sit. They have no clue because it's their first time ever being in the stadium. They're like, oh, yeah, we usually do stuff at Blossom. or st- Like, you know, we do security <laughs> at Blossom. It's like, what are you, why are you here? Like, they don't have anybody to help. So uh, it's just a mess over there. And that's kind of like what Canton City is in general. So it's a mess. It tracks. Well, that's why we don't go east to Kmart. Yep. Storage unit now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm still going to call it Kmart. That quote's... It's a landmark. Nothing's better than that quote. Yeah. I I wouldn't buy it today. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry. Had to go do a job over in Canton over by Lobie's. Yep. And I I says, I got a busy schedule all week. So if something could happen, it could be tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. I can come over and give you a hand. Well, that tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock happened, and it was Sunday morning, and next thing I know, I, I passed his wife pulling out of the garage and closing the garage back, and here he was still in bed, <laughs> and I never got to do the job. Yeah. Turn around and left, you know. That's why we don't go east to Kmart. That's it. We all need to make money. <laughs> Damn right. But I guess... Uh, with that, um, we don't have any film from last week's game to check out. We got another episode coming up later in the week with a special guest that will, you know, preview this year's McKinley game. But we can still look back, watch some highlights from last year's game. Uh, just some quick thoughts on it. I know it was a year ago. I I got to watch that from the desert, but I thought it was pretty exciting. You know, first half it didn't seem like we could do much. I think we went to halftime losing the game come out and where we re-debuted the McElroy empty formations and 
ran that down their throat. Didn't seem like they were prepared for it. Couldn't stop it. And it, at the end of the second quarter, it, it it was looking like you know, okay, we're done playing around, and everybody started communicating. I think a little bit better as a team. You know, it, it's it's hard to see that, but because I had guys standing my way and. You know, I had this um, lady in front of me in a wheelchair, and they'd stand in front of her, you know, and I have to go up and tell them they got to move. And, you know, and I didn't even know it, but it was um, Thayer Mumford's mom in the wheelchair. And I said, all she had to do was stand up. <laughs> and everybody would have moved. She, she's she's big mom, man. Good lady, though. So... But it was, you can see, like, the Tigers getting a little bit more enthusiasm. They was getting a little bit more fired up toward the end of the first quarter, or first half. And to me, I, I could see a change coming. And you know what? It was like, just sit back, watch the game. Don't tell nobody what you're thinking because they don't want to hear it, you know. And but man, when you see something like that changing, and it, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I kind of forgot that it was close to start with last year. I mean, you know how my memory is with past games, uh, but like what I remember from. That game was just, I mean, I remember the ending of it about, you know, I had to sit on, I was sitting on the home side, I guess, um, and, you know, there weren't a whole lot of masculine people that I was around, but, um, and just like by the end of the game, the, the stands were just drained, there was nobody left, um, their whole fan base left, like it, it wasn't competitive anymore, so like that's, that was what I remember, I, I kind of forgot that it was close there to start, but... Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely didn't feel that way at the end. I mean, when there's equal parts Maslin fans and McKinley fans on the home side, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I remember of it was. It wasn't uh, wasn't that close, memorable of a game. <laughs> no, it was. That was. Uh, I remember I'm sitting in the desert. I'm doing the math because we're like seven hours ahead, and I, you know, I couldn't. I didn't watch any games up. Between leaving and the McKinley game, I hadn't really kept track of it because kickoffs at like 3 a.m. my time. I get off work at midnight, try and be in bed by 1 or 2 to be up at like 10 to go to work. And I told I told my – I was working that day. I told my shift, I'm like, listen, I got this game. Y'all aren't going to understand it. It's high school football. You can look at me funny all you want. But this is the biggest rivalry in American sports, period, dot blank. Hmm. I am... Good way to put that. <laughs> I'm sitting my happy ass in our break room. I'm putting a different stream on every TV in there. I'm setting up my laptop with a another stream just to cover all the bases. And I'm watching this game. Y'all are more than welcome to come join me. You know, no worse going on. But these next three hours, I'm busy. And it was, it sucked not being there, but it was that little taste of home I needed. And, 
I guess it was a good game, man. Like I, you know, start first half real competitive. Second half we kind of ran away with it, but it got me jacked up again. And I guess I say all that to say, hey, let's let's watch some film of it, kind of relive it a little bit, and get jacked up for this week because this week's here and now. See, see, your problem was when you get all jacked up like that. It ain't fun when you're by yourself, you know? Yeah. It's nice to have somebody with you and, you know, get fired up. Only takes one more. Mm. That's all. But, you know, it, it's you got that tiger blood in you, and, you know, when something like that happens, yeah, you feel good, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I need another beer. <laughs> All right, so getting into a little film room action, just some highlights from last year's McKinley game. I figure since we got former Tiger here, number 44, it's only right we start with Nathan De- DePoy? I was going to say DePew. DePew, DePew. DePew. Yeah. DePew. Horrible names. But it's Nathan you, DePew. It's where you kneel at church down south. Yeah. DePew. In DePew. Tough kid. Also, number 44. He was a tough kid. So, without further ado, let's check her out. I think. Too bad that doesn't carry over to Taki Taki for the Browns. <sighs> now, without further ado, let's check her out. Just a little counter action. Just good job slicing through backside gap. Is there a fumble? Yeah. He went right to it. Looked like fumble on the handoff, but just backside of a counter. and That was just a drop ball, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know why? See that lump on the back of his hamstring? That's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're not saying he's shitting down his leg, are you? Yeah. Looked like the quarterback short-armed it, too. That was their uh, backup quarterback. Yeah, put it out there for him. Let the kid go get the ball. Still, it was there. And, uh, I mean, you could definitely grab that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, hole was there. and yeah. Kid doesn't fumble it. That might be a big play. Uh, corner was taking that out. Taking a kneecap out. 21 is going to come in right around 52 and wham, kneecap. Fair enough. It was happening. Now, a little inside zone action. Was Twenty-one I think. last year. What was that receiver's name? Lennox. Was that Freddie Lennox? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was a a wide receiver. I almost said Lamp. Yes. You, but now we're that's a year behind, right? Yeah. No, yeah. No, Lamp had already graduated. Lamp, no, Lamp, Lamp was, was twenty-one, but he graduated. Yeah, he was already in gone. twenty-one. So the well, last year was twenty-one. 21 oh, season. Oh, 21. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, we got well, com for this. I mean, might as well. We're talking about it. Yeah. So let's see here. Yeah, see Jim, pull that up for us real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim's not here. Thanks, Jim. See, see somebody decade. Honey. Who's this 79 and 72? Well, big boy. 79 was the left guard on the first play. Now he's the right guard. Um, but I think he could be both guards. Are they back? <laughs> Let me see. 
So 79, yeah, he, 72. They, uh, so they just swap sides. So B's still so doing that. they go, that's where the ball's Strong going. side, quick side. So we actually did that my which, senior year when uh, Coach B came here. I wonder which side's the and big side. And he was side. at Mass, and we, did, we had a strong side and a quick side. The quick side, they were always the pullers. The strong side, they were always the down blockers. Or the you could run inside zone right at them, real good on the double teams, real good on just crashing down on the – Line of scrimmage there. Which one do you think is the quick side? Um, not seventy nine. Ah, yeah, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I doubt seventy nine is too look, quick out of the out of a pool. Left tackle doesn't look like he'd move very well out of that stance either. So, let's see, seasons by decade, twenty twenty. I mean, that right guard looks like he's already it's pulling. 10. Um, Watkins. Outside linebacker. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Nate Watkins, okay, maybe. This year it's uh, is it Welch? Liebler. Liebs. Liebler. Liebler's yeah. ten. Yeah. Okay. Junior. Uh huh. Yep. Yes. Good ball player. Junior captain. Well, he is a good, he's a good captain ball player. and a junior. Oh. Okay, we're finally getting there, folks. Um, what do we say twenty one. Start with 21. That was Jaden Welch starting corner for us this year. And, yeah, number 10 was Nate Watkins. Yeah. So Welch was a sophomore then? Junior. Junior. He's a senior now. Yeah. Welch? Yeah. Yeah. He's a senior He's like one of the only three starting seniors on the team this year. Yeah, that right guard was pulling before the snap even happened. That's how you're the quick side. This time they're not pulling right now. We just, just watch inside this zone it. action. Yeah, just we stuff it immediately. There's... Ooh, is this a highlight film of number forty-four? Yes, yeah. Mr. Depew. Yep. So it just gets. I mean, look at Big Mike in there. He's already in the backfield before the snap. As a sophomore. As a freshman. Freshman. Yeah. Just tossing centers. Yep. Here we got a little trap on the end, it looks like. Was that 75 trying to hold him? Yeah, go back to that one. The pew just slips underneath the... It's a good thing that that guard is wearing gloves. Because, man, does he give away his pull versus... I mean, he's already going. Yeah. Just, uh, you know... Strong fullback run right there. Mike Allstott, a Billy Harmon-like run, if you will. A great, you know, great former Masson fullback. Guy my dad played with when he was, what, a junior when you were a senior? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, now his senior year, they're playing at Studentville. Well... He made a couple nice runs, power runs, and like I said, I was I came from Fairmont with five other guys. I came to Fairmont with five other guys, and we all piled up in the van and let's go watch Masson play. These guys were all from West Virginia and they never saw Masson play, so they let's go. So we go up and watch Masson play. I'll never forget when we're leaving. They're saying, we got to get him to come to Fairmont. 
I said, that ain't going to (laughs) happen. That ain't going to happen. But at halftime, he had 199 yards rushing at halftime. And the coach never put him back in for the second half. So, you know, there's not just records or records. You know, stuff could have happened. And, you know, Billy was 234 pounds and... And he was fast. I mean, getting recruited by Paul Bear Bryant as a freshman. As a freshman? As a freshman. Yeah. He came to Lauren Andrews to see Billy Harmon. So, I guess with that, we can get it moving right along to the next uh, next highlights we got queued up here. Um, as one former undersized super athletic really fast white boy can watch and comment on another undersized super athletic fast white boy absolutely not talking about you rob (laughs) little austin brawley highlight action boom just he was a hell of a special teams player for us all where did he go oh you oh he did oh yeah is he playing I think he's got a couple starts under his belt already. Okay. Now, who was the other? Who was, was he number four? Yeah. Who was number five? Zenkovic. Oh. Ryan Zenkovic. Did he go anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. He came on all of a sudden his senior year. Mm-hmm. Good, good. That was, hey. So... This is something you did when you played, right? What's that? PAT, field goal block, coming off the edge? Mm-hmm. I was off the other edge. Is there any sort of trick to it, or is it just be faster than the kicking operation? What's that? Coming off the edge, blocking a kick. See the outside? Just say, look at the right side guy, the mm-hmm. right end. Okay? Watch his first step. It's inside. You see, you see how he goes inside? You're shooting for that chest, okay? And as that chest moves, now if he's a if he's a stud, you can't shoot for that chest. <laughs> but you go through that whole outside shoulder, you run right through there and see where he's blocking this. You want to be about two yards in front of the holder. See where he's at? Mm-hmm. He's pretty close right there. And that's like the quickest point where the ball starts to come up is where you're going to hit it. And it don't make no difference where them arms are at. Just get them out ahead of you, you know. And Need speed off the edge, know how to play it, and it just makes a hell of a play. But you got to be quick. That's the only thing right there, you know, when you're in that spot. You just got to be quick and... And that's the guy right there. You know, it's... Next up... Now, Brawley was four. Yeah. Okay. So, next up, another job you handled when you played, punt return. Punt returns. We always had two people back. Always played two? Two. And it helped so much that... The first guy down there is your first problem. Mm-hmm. 
but you know you, you get the um you get the punt you just gotta worry about that first guy and they always said step forward when you come up see how he's going sideways see how he got the ball and step forward you mm-hmm. catch it you go forward so you go inside the outside guy and then your back is blocking the next person and you go straight to the sidelines and go up it that's makes a hell of a play on a little one dribble knuckleballer oh boy look at that what did you say inside the outside guy Inside Get up the, the outside guy. That first guy. There you go. Inside. Go out to the... Get, get out to the sidelines. 40 making a hell of a block there. I didn't see it. 40, where you at? You'll see him, right? Bam. All right. Get up, boy. <laughs> so, they're going to run right past him here. Twack. Just keep it's gonna running. forty. Yeah. You got to keep running. Go get somebody else. You know, <laughs> just to the right of Brawley, kid gets decleated. Yeah, makes up the sideline. Six just good job chasing him down. I mean, that's was, a hell of a play that, by was him. Was that a horse collar? Look like it. I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're going to save six points, save six points every oh, game. Oh, yeah, there's nothing, you know. It's a wonder they can catch him, though, because he's a fast guy, mm-hmm. you know. So, next play, like the rest of these, a little bit of safety play, come out in their heavy set. I appreciate how McKinley, they still have their, put the fullback with his hand in the dirt. Modern spread offenses, you know, it's like it's not something you see much anymore. It's just kind of a throwback look. Backside quarter safety can just cheat down, you know, play in the run. Just looks like a little ISO action insert. Go get in the pile. Boy, they're not even – they couldn't throw it? Uh, From what I remember, their entire game plan was go heavy and run it down our throats. Yeah, but once you get behind – Yeah, they were ahead for a while. Yeah. Now just split out, operating pretty much one-on-one over the Twins on this heavy set. Just, okay. Just a little play action, double slant. When it zooms out, can you stop it? Okay. That's <laughs> back here. Yeah. We got we got Midge up close and personal with the TV, <laughs> trying to point something out. Yeah, I'm tr- trying, trying to show you where I'm at, <laughs> where where my seats were. But um, me and Thayer's mom. Yeah. We had a good game. Good. All right. That's a tough play. Just you know, ten yards off, playing a slant like that. Heavy personnel, entire box is playing run. Kid's not going to run that <laughs> twice. guys are always hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. 
get up in there, play gets stuffed, you know. A lot of kids would just kind of back off, like, ah, I don't need to get in that shit. No, probably wants his nose in the dirt. Here, a little empty set action. Um, hold it. <laughs> I was, that's me. So about the 45-yard line. He's right there. Our seats were right here. I never even got to him. I just stood there the whole game. <laughs> so here we got a little uh, spread defense versus spread offense. Over top of the trips up top of the screen, you got your Mike and your safety Brawley playing basically two over the number three. The corner and Sam just kind of high. So this man-to-man over here, huh? Down low, I think they're still playing uh, more or less quarters coverage over top. Well, you got you got a linebacker on a wide receiver. They traded off pretty good. Yeah. So this is an overthrow into a pick, I think. Interception. Yeah. It's probably being right place, right time. You can see the. Uh, the Mike linebacker and Brawley kind of playing number three on a string here. Quarterback overthrows him. Looks like he wanted to hit him, and Mike gets in his way. Our ball. He hit right on. He hell with that. He just. I, I want to run you right over. <laughs> Gotta appreciate the guys that don't avoid contact like that. It's this is like um I wish I would have saw this after the game. <laughs> I'd have enjoyed the game a little bit better. <laughs> Here we got looks like uh, a little inside zone, you know, just run up the middle with a bubble screen tagged up top. Quarterback, if he likes his numbers out wide, he can just throw the bubble. That's what he does. Uh tough assignment outside, the corner. Holds outside leverage, forces the ball back inside. Let's probably go make a play on it. Let's go. You know, you look pre-snap like that. All that room that kid has to run. Brawley's got closing speed, man. Boom. So that's all we got for Brawley. Next up. Oh, these are just highlights for these individuals. Yeah. Oh, cool. So this is a little Freddie Lennox action. You know, like I said, I missed uh, pretty much most of the second half of the season last year. Didn't really see him get much spot time after Trell went down. So this is the first game I really got to see him line up at running back. Here it just looks like a little... Oh, oh he had a good game. Mm-hmm. A little power action up the middle. Takes a guy for a ride. Makes safety have to come up and tackle him. And Now, was he a junior that year? Is he a senior? Yes. Last year. Yeah, so he was a junior last year. I don't know. We have, like, two seniors on the team, dude. He wow. he, he didn't play that much this year. He was hurt, right? Yeah, got hurt in the Glen Oak game. Yeah. But he had a good McKinley game. Mm-hmm. So here, just a little counter action. 
All right. So on this, we got the right guard pulling to kick out the end on our right side of the screen. That little guy. Yeah. And then the fullback pulling around behind him lead up through the middle. Uh, looks like McKinley tries to spill it, you know, wrong arm it, make the run bounce outside where you want the hole to go. Uh, and they actually do a good job defending it. But Freddie just is a dude. Fakes outside. Oh, he's seen five shooting over mm-hmm. there. You can watch five looks like the safety. Yeah, got five, the safety over top. Bates, him, and the linebacker outside. Oh, and cuts it right back up inside. Yeah, that was a good play. Right down the shoot for six. Here, same play, except he bounces it this time. To the outside. And Just, I mean, looks like the run's kind of stuffed up there. Not much room for... Your average running back to make a play up the middle there. Bounces it. Pick up eight yards. Here we got a little outside zone, just halfback stretch action. Safety screaming down, trying to make a play. Freddie says you ain't making that today. Eighty nine's a big boy. He's still playing that defensive end, or they move him. I don't know if he's still starting or not. If he's still there, yeah. Here it's gonna be same play call, but different. You know, different time in the game. Good job, just stretching it out, finding some space, putting foot in the ground, getting upfield. Making that tackle pay for it, too. I get to see a couple highlights of him. Got a lot of corner action, too. So this play is going to be kind of similar, just an inside run with a couple bubble screens tagged. Quarterback decides to throw it to the bubble down at the bottom of the screen here. Freddie makes him pay. So what the number one receiver at the bottom of the screen, his assignment's like block the most dangerous man. Block the corner. If you see the corner bail, turn to look inside. And it looks like Freddie's first step like drops back like he's dropping to his zone. So dude looks, turns to look inside, block the uh, linebacker. Freddie puts his foot in the ground and just comes screaming downhill. I think it's gonna be the same play, just from the end zone angle. They, they just don't. They just don't look like a team. Here, they just go heavy personnel, play action, max protect, 
You think you got a matchup because Corner's more or less playing one on one. Tries to throw fade ball. Presses him to the sideline. Quarterback really doesn't have much room to put the ball. Rob, any comments as a former corner yourself? I'd like to know where the ball is. I can't see it, but I mean, stays on tight, so I mean, good coverage. Forces him outside, tougher throw for the quarterback, squeezes him. Yeah, that's a tough Random play. Run him out of bounds. Yeah. Receiver doesn't do much to help himself. He lets no. his, he lets himself get squeezed to the sideline. I mean, I think, like, in general, I mean, it's, Kenley team wasn't great last year. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of that's showing here, but, yeah. I mean, it's good coverage, but receiver sets himself up for failure by allowing himself to get pushed to the sideline. And then, I mean, it's who's, a really who's tough... Who's playing him? That's uh, Lennox. It's gonna that's be, Lennox? Yeah, it's going to be Lennox on there. Okay. These are Lennox's highlights currently, but, um, I mean, I... I don't know. I just from as being a football fan, I want to see where the ball is, and I can't see it from here. But nonetheless, I mean, good coverage. Look down at the smaller screen. A little handsy, but um, yeah, good play. There's your ball. That was the same play. Yeah, just sailed it. I thought it might be going where the safety was running. I mean, like, the combination. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean the receiver's not even close. They're in different zip codes. I, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a horrible play. I, quarterback's essentially just throwing it to a spot, and the receiver gets pushed to the sideline. I mean, it's just all-around bad play on their part, but... That's what happened at the end of the game. You know, McKinley showed that they're not a great team, and Maslin stepped up. But, I mean, good job by Lennox. Squeeze him to the sideline. Don't give him a chance. Receiver's three yards out of bounds when the ball is hitting the turf, and it's, like, 20 yards away from the receiver. So, I I don't know what. Yeah. It wasn't much of a threat there, but yeah, you know, by the corner, he did his job. Yeah. So... Uh, that's all we got for Lennox highlights. Now I just uh, ripped a couple clips off YouTube of when we went to our, in the second half, when we got McElroy back involved in that empty personnel that we, up till that point, we got a couple snaps of it against Glen Oak and Warren, but it was in, you know, double tight end, fullback, always using some jet sweep, kind of misdirection action. This, it was just kind of straight up single wing, Take the snap, run the ball. A little more to it than that, but. So this is our first uh, first snap, second half of the game of the empty package. Can't really see it here, but two by two, four wides with the fullback, McElroy playing quarterback again, and no running back in the backfield. You know he's going to run it. He's wow. a slippery runner, man. Wow. Ooh, late hit. Just letting him know he's there. Bad. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Good job just bouncing it, you know, seeing the play's not really there. 
Real patient runner. Is that Lennox number 21? <coughs> now that was... Welch. Welch. He's still trying to block. Mm, but I mean, that's... It's a tough set to defend, especially when you haven't really scouted it ever. You got... If you look, you know, you got... You got seven guys right there. You got... You really only got six guys in the box, because 21 down here at the bottom is more worried about Campbell as a receiver than he is a blocker. So you got six guys in the box for six blockers. Is that... Okay. See, he's more or less playing man coverage. It looked like when we went empty on him that their empty check was just cover one. But, you know, good job by that their DN stuff in that kick out. <laughs> 75 grabbed that dude and threw him down. Watch it, 75. Down here at the bottom, left tackle. Yeesh. <laughs> 10 yards from the spot. So, actually, this play did get called back for holding, and I think that was it. Next play come out. This is the second play out of this stuff. You know, you're, what, first and 20 now. Get a little rollout action. Oh, he's going to throw it. Mm Mm-hmm. Some kind of – you can't see the concept. It's almost like the cameraman should zoom out a little bit. That's neither here nor there. He's way behind him. And this is why – Slaughter took over second half of the season. But still good to show that, you know, it's not just, all right, McElroy, take the snap and run the ball. We can do a little bit of, a little something-something, make the defense have to defend every player on the field, not just stack the box and ignore receivers. I, I thought it was a good, good how they put him back in there and gave him quite a bit of snaps, you know? Mm-hmm. So for your senior year, you know, that's what you want. Next play, I like this one. This is um, so. This is a couple plays later. We sub out of this package, put Slaughter and running back back in the game, but for a couple plays, got some yardage, then go back to this set. And here you can see, like, watch the linebackers from McKinley specifically trying to communicate, not knowing exactly what to do here. They don't know how to get lined up. Who's who's doing what? Trying to get their checks in. Just tr- scrambling. Obviously, play gets stuffed. But yeah, it's that the hole was not there. It was back on the left side, wasn't it? Yeah, so we're just trying to run power right here. Hole's not there. McKinley, their front four does a good job stuffing it. Well, they got you know three people on that side. Mm-hmm. But I think it's you know you can see McKinley doesn't know what they're doing. We had this is something more or less to them completely new. Never put this shit on film. Wait till after halftime to come out and do it. And they're scrambling. You know, if we get that blocked up right up front, he's still running. So here, get a little bit closer down to the goal line. I like this, a little formation of the boundary. So 40? Hathaway? Uh, that was our fullback. Bring back fullbacks with a neck roll. 40 was... Uh, Taros? That wasn't Hathaway? No. What number was Hathaway? Hathaway was... 42? 
Let's see here. Not on this roster on the Maslin website. Might be a year before, but... So here, just a little, uh, you know, going formation in the boundary, putting your numbers into the sideline, not giving them much space, forces the defense. Do you want to defend the players over there, or do you want to defend the rest of the field out wide? Because all we got on off the screen here, which if you could zoom out a little bit, you'd be able to see it, but also showcasing... Campbell's versatility, you know, last few plays he was lined up out wide as a receiver. Uh, this one he's lined up tight as a second fullback. So good way to get to our double fullback sets without having to actually substitute guys. Just run a little power. Okay, who was 48? 48. That's... Well, oh, I missed him. That was Hathaway. Damn. 48. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he came on strong mm-hmm. toward the end of the year. He big blocker. I think it was that neck roll. Puts that on. He's a whole new guy. There you go. So yeah, you can see the backside safety here has to come up all the way on the left side of the screen, scream in, make a touchdown saving tackle. And immediate next play, same formation, except come back. Hit a little counter action back to the left side. <laughs> While it's in for a touchdown. Just, I mean, I'm a fan of saving stuff special for McKinley. You better. Because, you know, it's a, it's a special occasion. And special occasions is special occasions. This is Maslin's finest weekend. And I say that because we'd be remiss if we didn't watch one more little highlight here. Starring the man, the myth, the legend himself. God, you must want some money. Now, I ain't done this for a year and a half because I got my teeth fixed. Well, we can't hear it, but it should be coming through on the desktop right now. But special occasions are special occasions. It's my birthday tomorrow, same day the Matthew McKenna game. Which That's Stu's house behind I'm going to camp for my birthday until yeah. Sunday because so Matthew McKinley Day is a bigger day. So here you go, fellas. So, uh, were those cans back in the day easier to rip off? No. <laughs> No, I ain't done this for a year and a half because I got my teeth fixed. You know, it's funny you say you can't believe you let somebody do that to your face. Because I think when we found this clip about three, four years ago, my birthday tomorrow, same day the math I said, yeah, well, when I'm that age, I guess I'll have to do the same thing. And it's about time to pay the piper because I am the same age and currently as you are in this video. Oh. 28 years old. No, I ain't done this for a year and a half because I got my teeth fixed. Spent over a thousand bucks getting my teeth fixed. But special case... like football team jackets. I was wondering about that. Is that... Is that black? Or is that, uh... It's black and orange. Gotcha. 
I always look, watching on my phone, I always look kind of like a bluish tint. Yeah, that, it was black and orange. Them are the ones that, well, we got done playing that year. We got beat up in Chicago. And we played three games. You lose two, you're gone. Well, we played three, and we was done. So I was downtown sitting there drinking by myself, and then I seen Stu come in. He goes, what are you doing? I'm sitting here by myself, you know. And I never go to this bar. It was like it was like a tiger town or whatever it was, but it was downtown. So we we had a couple drinks, and then all of a sudden it was like, you know what? We went for a walk. So we walked up to, to the top of the viaduct, took our jackets off, and threw them in the river. And then we ran to the other side because when we threw our jackets in, the wind kind of sucked them underneath the bridge. So we went on the other side of the bridge, on the other side of the road. And we watched the jackets floating down the river. And that's what we always did. When we did this, that was our jackets floating <laughs> down the river. And uh, the next year, the... the flag team bought us new jackets and says if you throw these in the river again you're not getting no more well that was that was fine but yeah that one went floating down the river and that was Stu was singing the one something about down the, the mighty tusk to the Ohio to the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico he had some song he had with them words in it and he was and then we did this <laughs> the offset jackets you know but yeah. yeah a lot of weight a lot of weights in that um garage back there that's where the torture chamber originally was the original torture chamber right back there where uh on earl street where spielman learned how to lift right yep yep when um Spillman was a sophomore. I think they got beat by St. Vincent's. And he's throwing rocks at Stu's bedroom. And Stu, what the hell's going on? Who's throwing rocks at my... Open up the window. What's, what's going on? He says, this is Chris. He says, Yeah. He says, I want to lift. Stu says, go home. I'll show you tomorrow. <laughs> and he wanted to, and Stu wouldn't let him in. Yeah. He he wanted to, since they lost the game, he won, he, that was the first game he ever lost. And so that was one of them things that, you know, that's, that's where I got from Stu. Mm -hmm. I got that, you know, but, and Chris came back. You know, Chris was, there was nobody more dedicated to him, you know. Stu was the same way. They, When they did something, they did it all out, you know, and good for them, you know. 
Let's see all the signs back here. Beat McKinley? Yeah. You see that, Rob? So you're going to have to paint my face this year. Better have a steady hand, buddy. I was, I was 28 on that. We did the math because you said uh, tomorrow's my birthday, but that's canceled on account of the Master McKinley game. That so was I, like the only, yeah. So we had to go look up what Master McKinley game was on November 3rd, and the only one was in 86. Because across the street's the one that did my face. 84? That math doesn't. Some girls. Yeah, 70... Some, okay, cross street, some girls what? That's how they painted my face. Gotcha. They was at... Hilbert's. Mm-hmm. That lived across the street from Stu's. They, they got that in the uh, this documentary, too, in the greatest blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment in cinema history. Your face getting painted, you just look at the camera, shoot him a wink. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that shit too. <laughs> so, I guess that concludes uh, the Black Swarm film room. We'll uh, take a quick break. Got a couple questions from the audience specifically for you, Midge, and then oh boy. get out of here, huh? All right, so just got a couple questions here. Um, first one we talked about, Rob and I, last week. Your favorite McKinley Week tradition? Ooh. There, there was, there was a bunch of them. Rattle them off. Um. You know, puking in the bushes at quarter to three and having somebody knocking on your window at four o'clock and you got to get back up and go back at it again. You know, and them are strictly the home games. And then, you know, getting that 50-pound bag of puppy chow and taking it down to our neighborhood bar and throwing it in there so whoever was walking around... You wasn't too drunk because you'd be slipping, you know. (laughs) And the people loved it. The people loved it, you know. So, um, boy. So I think the to help narrow it down for you a little bit, like this question was asked, like you know, something you do every year for the McKinley game. Well, I did that every year for the McKinley (laughs) game, you know. And yeah, the, the good year was they said, "What are you doing with this bag of dog food?" I said, well, we're over at Canton. He says, I'm going to carry it in the stadium. You ain't going to carry it. I said, the hell I am going to carry it in the stadium. So we're starting to walk down. Masson used to park in the same spot. A lot of people parked in the same spot. Can't remember the name of the road. But they built a couple houses there now. So it's... But... It used to be for just Maslin Park, and then you walk about three blocks and you're at the state stadium, then you got to walk around and all that shit, you know. But I was taking this puppy chow and throwing it to McKinley people when I see them. I just throw it at them. And they, they're laughing, you know. It was just something that it didn't bother them. Uh, and then that kind of went on the wayside. And then 
you know, I guess as you get older, you get a little bit lighter. You know, you, you don't do as much stupid shit, you know, but... Harder to rally from three to four. I don't do that either. <laughs> no, no, that That's a killer. Um, them... Let me see. You try you try to go home and sleep. That that never worked. Um gosh, I, I can't even like what I do now is it's if you can get like I get more sleep in a chair on McKinley game <laughs> than I do in my bed cuz it's just it's you, you're you don't need to sleep. But then you don't last past five o'clock either, you know, when the game's over. But no, nah, you know what I do? It's just it's what happens, I guess. You know, I try to go out to eat. You know, after we kick their ass, and oh, I've never heard it put a better way than of how I live my life. What I do is just what happens. Well. Uh, no plan to it. Yeah, it, it's um, you know, we we still try to get the wimpies going, and we're gonna have the wimpies this year. We're gonna put them in the parking lot, and I don't know how good that's gonna last, but about who who's gonna who can have them or if you want to buy them, I, I never sold them before, but yeah, I just know how people like to come over and mooch. Mooch, act like your best friend. They're a piece of shit anyhow. So, but it, it's it's um probably the best way to put it. First come, first serve. <laughs> so you guys ain't far. If you hear me yell at you, you better make the move. Yeah, we'll be up at the our spot having the FW Renner and Sons sponsored tailgate. We got uh, Max Julian. He's a big fan of ours. He said, hey, I want to sponsor your guys' tailgate. He's buying all the meats and stuff we're smoking. Rob, uh, we were talking about earlier. What's on the menu there, buddy? Uh, it's not finalized yet, but uh, sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of pulled pork. Uh, some like hot dogs and brats and some easier uh, food like that. Probably some chicken wings. I think we're going to acquire a turkey leg or two for That's you. Fine. Um, just so you can walk around like a Viking Neanderthal with a big ass turkey leg for no reason. It's a fun look, but turkey legs are good too. Um, see if they got the neck, turkey neck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So it's it's a work in progress. I think that's kind of like the main staple of what we're going for. Of course, we're gonna have a lot more food than just that, uh, a whole bunch of sides. But uh, it sounds like the main thing we're gonna be smoking is probably three or four pork butts. So, um. You know, there's 30 pounds of pulled Good. pork. That means if you guys got food going, then people won't want none of these. Uh... Yeah, maybe you can kind of hide the wimpies for yeah, yourself. Then. Okay, yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of food going. Got uh, some refreshments as well. So don't have a finalized menu, but, you know, definitely going to be revolved around a lot of pulled pork. Uh, and then, you know, if you want like hot dogs or brats or sausages, Hopefully doing a bunch of chicken wings because, you know, I think that's a fan favorite. I like eating some chicken wings. So, uh, and then a whole bunch of sides that people are bringing. So, 
that's uh, kind of what we have going right now, but still to be determined. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, it's sponsored tailgate food. It's free to us, so we want to share it with the people. Free to you guys. Come out to our spot. Check us out. Big black party bus. Hard to miss. OB in the back. Music will be blaring, so it'll be easy to find. Come say hi. Come enjoy some free food. Yeah, that that sounds... You know what? Now you get me going here. I think I'm going to sell my Wimpies. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, from like back in 64. The old Gressers. 35 cents a piece, you know. 35 cents a piece? Yeah. Exact change only, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We accept tips. <laughs> so we got a couple questions for you from, uh, from a couple of the diehard... Black Swarm fans. First one from one of the OG fans, Ted Sizemore. Dad, what is your most memorable personal experiences from the rivalry, be it during the game or leading up to it? Give us two or three memorable moments. Two or three memorable moments. In the south end zone... At Fawcett, me and Stu, Steve, went to the game wearing them damn jackets that went floating down the river. But um, we we had a blast. All I can remember was it was like score after score, and. It just got so crazy that we had hard hats we never found, um, gloves. I, boy, I can't remember. We had a good time. There's a good shot in that movie of it's a crowd shot. That that was it. You two are right in the middle there, hugging, waving your hard hats. That that, that was it. That was that was one of the memorable ones i don't know if it's just from seeing that on film or i sure don't remember it you know (laughs) (laughs) um another yeah one or two more if you got them oh gosh you know there's something happens good every year we kick their ass and that's what's the the fun part of it and you know i don't know if i'm getting old or what but Sometimes when you win, you know, and you're, you're up and at it like we start in the mornings, it's it's nice to go get a steak and go home and go to bed. You know, I I it's thank God the time changes. I think usually matches up pretty well. Yeah, they're close. They're usually close, but yeah, I don't. Ah, uh, hell, it, it's it's it goes year to year. Have you guys I'm looking up when the time changes. Because isn't it, isn't it usually like on the 21st of a month? Sure. Look it up. I think it's the first week in November this November year. November 6th. Oh, so no. Never mind. Mm-hmm. That's Saturday. November 6th. November Sunday 6th. Sunday morning. Yep. Early Sunday morning. Extra hour recovery. Um. Yeah, I mean, like you said, getting after it early. I remember, you know, growing up. Every year, McKinley game, wake up, get woken up to the stereo blaring something or other, 
come out and the TVs are muted, but they're on the Beat McKinley High School channel, and you and a couple guys are already up getting after it. And it's still dark out. <laughs> it's still dark. It's still dark for hours. Have a fire going, food cooking, something. But yeah, Wimpy's on the stove. Uh, I, you know, it's every year something different. Probably, I don't know. It's like I said, it's go get something to eat and go home. But you know, you you stop that trip through downtown. You you know, if you can have enough left in you to go to there, you know, that's that's a good thing. It was um, one time we beat McKinley and. I think it was like in the early 90s or late 80s. We beat him. We came downtown, and that's when Coach Owens got the job his first year. And this Coach Owens got the job. We beat McKinley, so we're driving downtown, and we're in a van, and we got the side door open. And we run across to our old one of our old coaches, Bob Cummings. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. And we both jumped out. We saw him. He was right in front of Benders. Had a drink in his hand and everything. He was with um, the Whistler boys, Ronnie and Jerry, the the guys that owned the plumbing place. Gotcha. And uh. They was all good friends with Bob Cummings. And Stu gets out, jumps out, runs over to him, picks him up in the air. And like, yeah, 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 we love you, coach. We love you, you know, and puts him back down. And then the next thing we know that uh, Bob wasn't there no more. Uncle Bob wasn't there no more. And it wasn't until later on we found out because he ran for, he wanted to coach at Maslin again. And they picked Owens over him. So he, he took it hard that, like, nobody liked him no more in Maslin. And that was, like, what what Ronnie Whistler told me. He said that was one of these moments in his life that he felt so good that he was wanted again. You know, and Uncle Bob, you was always wanted. You know, there ain't nobody better than you. But hey, it was that that was that was a good one. That was that was right downtown, waiting on the team to show up. Damn. Yeah. Sitting over here giving me chills. <laughs> mm. All right. Last question for you. This one's from Max Julian. Man sponsoring the tailgate, F for FW Renner and Sons. Your favorite game as a fan and your favorite game as a player. Best tailgate story. And he said he uh, loved your story last time about TP and houses. Um, let's see. Oh, gosh. 
I had it to you. You screwed me up when you said TP. <laughs> um, so let's start. B- favorite game as a player. Oh, okay. Favorite game as a player. Um, the, uh, my senior year. And then uh, that was in 74. And the favorite game as a fan was the year you was born. 94. 94. 100th game. 100th game. You know, it was, um, we was in the stands when Willie pitched that ball and that kid ran that corner of that end zone and scored the winning touchdown. It was like Jeff Beidel. He's calm, mellow, you know, he, he don't get all up. But, boy, he jumped up and down, and the thing he was saying when he jumped on top of me was, that game was better than your game. That game was better than your game. And you know me, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good. It was, you know, that was the 70 or the 94, you know. And, and, and the 74, it, it wasn't like if he was a fan – it would have been better to be there at that game if he was a fan. As a player, you don't get to to see all that stuff. You know, it's kind of crazy, but you don't get to see what the fans do. You know, all I remember was, you know, we're throwing our coach in the in the shower, so we had the equipment guys throw a couple towels over the drain and turn all the showers on. And we filled it up. And it's only going to fill up maybe about 10 inches. And as we're throwing the coach in there, I told the coach, I said, Coach, I says, this is after we beat McKinley. I says, I threw my helmet up in the air, and I don't know where it's at. And then that Monday when we came to school, that's when we got them shirts. We want to go home. We beat McKinley 2015. I still got that shirt. And um, that's when the coach looked at me and says, yeah, you picked the right time to tell me you threw that helmet up in the air and you can't find it no more. Yeah, I still got that helmet. <laughs> in fact, I did throw it up in the air. I threw it to a buddy of mine. His name was Mark Kohler. We called him Pumpkin. And all I get was, like, the next day, my brother calls me up and says, Hey, I seen, you, I seen your helmet on top of a guy running down the middle of Lincoln Way last night. I said, What? He said, Yeah, this guy was running down Lincoln Way with your helmet on. I said, Well, how'd you know that? He says, The guy said, This is Midget's helmet. And that's, <laughs> that's all I know. And, but, so, hey... Like I said, it's still got it. <laughs> yeah, it's been sitting in the house out in some form or fashion ever since I was growing up. Yeah. Um, and the last part of the question, favorite tailgate story? Boy. Can we classify him? Yeah. Shh. PGX or triple X? Oh, God. All three. Wow. 
That's damn near every year. <laughs> it's, it's it's tough. I you know I don't try to compare them or nothing like that, but it, it's one that's, that stood out. Probably when we go over there. But the one that really stood out mm-hmm. was my fucking nightmare. <laughs> so that's that's the that was my bad one. That was. Nah, sorry about that. I I can't give no information out no more like that. It's <laughs> classified. Yeah, it's. You never know. My mom's ninety three years old. She can be listening to this shit too. You know. So. <laughs> but no, it was. Every year, every year, something different. You know, it's happy. The games you lose. You know, I don't know if I told you guys last year about this story. In 91... 94. 94. It was the 100th game. And... Joe Studer was the offensive coordinator on the team. And he lived down on 20th Street, and I lived on uh, 24th, and Carlene was the road that was between us. So we go to the game, you know, you're up in the morning and stuff, the bushes, all that stuff, you know, and then then all of a sudden the (coughs) game's over, went into overtime, and... Steve calls me up. He says, hey, we're at my brother's house. I think I might have said this story before. Say it again. We're we're at my brother's house. He says, come on down. Where all the coaches are here and we're going to party. Well, I'm I'm wore out. So next thing you know, about a half hour later, Stu calls me back. He says, hey, man, come on down. I says, you know what? All right, I'm coming down. And there was a coach named Wolf. He was a defensive back coach and defensive coordinator. His name was Wolf. And I told Stu, I says, you tell that fucking Foxy I'm coming down there and I'm kicking his ass for giving up 41 points. (laughs) And I hung up. I never went down, you know. <laughs> but he says, soon as this is what Stu told me the next day, soon as I went over and told uh Wolfie about you was coming down and kicking your ass for giving up forty one points, he said he left. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, what the hell, you know? So just moments like that. There's so many different ones, you know, the the good ones, the bad ones, the bad ones you don't remember, but you remember the game. But I, I I missed one McKinley game, and I was playing in Dayton. Flag football for the state championship in Dayton. And I got arrangements set up with this guy. He's going to fly me back home in his single-engine airplane. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was show up at one o'clock at this at this uh, 
place in Dayton where you can land planes and stuff like this. And it was through somebody else's wife on the football team. So it was going to cost me 80 bucks. I'll fly back with him to Akron Canton and then go to the game. And it ended up that they moved our games around. So we had a game. Our our last game that day, Saturday, was at 2 o'clock. Oh. So now it's the same thing. So in between plays on the field, I'd run back and I'd get on my phone. Well, it wasn't my phone. It was Buck's phone. He had a car phone then. <laughs> and it was um, calling West End Tavern <coughs> and getting a score. And the one barmaid, she would she'd make sure she'd get the score every time I'd call, you know. Her name was Rhonda, but she was a good girl, you know. But it was cool just to know all that, you know. And and guess what? Stu didn't go to the football game. <laughs> he went to Massa McKinley game. Oh, he missed the flag game. He missed the flag game. I was so pissed. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me, you know, because I wanted to go, but... Ah, what the hell, you know, but, yeah, it was, uh, I think that game was in 79, and if any of you people know anything about the 79 game, it was snowing real bad, a lot of snow, and I think the score was like 29 to 6, I don't know, you can ask anybody from Canton, I'm sure they might know that score, because (laughs) they got their ass kicked, so... But, yeah, that's, now nah, these stories are getting older and sorrier and, <laughs> but what the hell? They're not sorrier. They're, yeah. They get better. I like them. I mean, I like, you remember shit that you didn't remember, you know? 79, Canton came in 7-1-1. One, one. Maslin won twenty four nothing. There it was. Snowstorm. The blizzard. <laughs> so with that, that's all the questions we got. Um Good. Rob, you got anything else? No, I'm pretty good. Dad, got anything else you want to say? Um Let's What do you guys do for the game? What time you guys get up? What's your Friday night like? Rob? All right. Uh, well, normally Friday has, it's mostly preparing for Saturday. So, I mean, there have been years that I've gone to the parade. There's years that I've driven in the parade. Um, not as of late, though. Uh, well, I guess I did like two years ago. Um, but... Normally, it's getting stuff ready for the next day. So, I mean, this year, we're going to try to get a lot of the tailgate stuff set up ahead of time. Uh, And then it's just trying to get as much rest as you can, which, I mean, Hank goes to sleep like 7 o'clock. I try. On Friday nights. Uh, I I can't do it. So, I'm usually up pretty much about the same time I normally do, but the idea is to get some rest. But probably getting a bunch of stuff ready uh, this year. Uh, The way my work schedule is, it makes it a little bit easier, so... Should have everything good to go cool. Friday, so won't need anything Saturday. Should you know? I should have plenty of time to try and get to bed, but I probably won't. 
And then on Saturday, it depends on uh, when we are going where, but it usually involves me getting up around 4 a.m. And then quickly, like, going wherever we're going. So uh, I'm not sure what that's going to entail this year, but I know we want to be up at the tailgate pretty damn early, so it's probably going to be around that kind of time frame for me again. So, uh we'll see but and then it's just tailgating all morning long um last year was one of the only years that i ever went out after the mckinley game and last year i specifically didn't wake up at 4 a.m uh i didn't it, it it's a huge difference right i think i woke up at like 6 37 last year and that's just enough time to let you pretty much go the rest of the day you ride that high of a big win and big tailgate and everything. It takes you downtown after the game, and that was really fun. So hoping that I still have enough energy to enjoy all of that this year as well. So that's uh, pretty much what we do. Uh, we'll have the tailgate set up in the morning. You know, we got all the food going, got music going, uh, having a good time pretty early. So that's pretty much what we've been doing every year that it's been like an established group of people doing it. So uh, same thing this year. Yeah, um, I mean, my tailgates, my McKinley mornings, up until, was it 2020, I was still, you know, living at home, so it was pretty much try and get to bed early, but it's, you know, you're like a kid at Christmas. I, you joke, I go to bed at 7, but I'm, I try to be in bed by like, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, but I'm just laying there, like, just so jacked up for the game next day don't get to sleep until probably about midnight get woken up about 4 4 30 by midge blaring some music get up and just ride the high the rest of the day you know it would for a while there it was y'all would come over get some wimpies and i just ride with you to the games we're going down lincoln way heading up to the tailgate spot or heading over uh one of the few times it's fun to go east of Kmart before the sun's even up and just get into whatever tailgate shit we're getting into. Um, but yeah, they're not here for our stories. They're here for yours, Dad. <laughs> well, just don't tell nobody what time. Because <laughs> I don't know what time they open that up. Um, I mean, it's open pretty early. Talked about it last week, but probably my favorite tailgate morning as a former player, I think it was the 2014 or 2016 game. We got there real early, you know, before sun up, and we got Rob Speaker hooked up, and we're blaring some Pink Floyd. Just, you know, shine on is playing. Is you could see the team getting there, getting ready to go, and heading out to breakfast. And I get a text from Jar like about 40, 45 minutes into us being there. He said, So, you guys playing Floyd? Shine on, brother. Shine on. So, yeah, we'll get there nice and early. Food won't be ready. So, if you get there early too, you better bring some, bring some beverages and something to add to the party. But other than that, Anything else? Glad we're at home. Yep. 
first always better at home. First real home game since 2018. Even though, like last year, driving back from Canton, mm-hmm. ain't nothing beats a smile on your face all the way back from Canton. You know, I'm mean, it just nothing beats that. And gosh, sometimes you just you know wish you'd catch all the red lights. You know. <laughs> Because you see somebody with red or anything like that, you know, they're, they're not around. They're all in their houses and shit, you know, so. But, yeah, go Tigers. Our finest weekend. Yeah. So with that, I guess we'll call our night. Go Tigers. Beat McKinley. Go Tigers.